Support for On the Range Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code OTR20 for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. I am Mark Kelly, and as always, I am joined by my co-host and friend, Rick Hogg. How's it going, buddy? Man, Mark, it's going great. Just want to thank the viewers, listeners out there for giving us your most precious commodity, your time to tune in. We couldn't do it without you. Guys, do us a huge favor, preferably not when you're driving, but make sure you guys subscribe. Leave us a rating review. I don't care if it's just a thumbs up emoji. Do something just to help us beat this crazy algorithm across whatever platforms you're listening to. Don't forget, guys, make sure you guys check out warhog.com and kellydefense.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Um, while you're there, you can hit OTR training on demand. Don't forget, Warhog Tactical just released our canine product line. So the in of Duco loop leash is now live. So there it is, buddy. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, little info video on that as well, kind of all the functionality with that uh, that leash there, but greatly appreciate those that have purchased all your support. Last but not least, patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast, where we do a bi-monthly Zoom call with all our patrons, solve all the world's problems, and it's just a, a great place to hang out. So yeah, buddy. Yeah, man, wherever you are, thank you for making this part of your day. Really appreciate all the support that you give us. And today we're excited. We're back in the guest business. And I tell you what, we got a really good one today. Super excited about that. Saw a video of, of her, and you're going to introduce you here in a second. And it was just unbelievable. She said it was one of her first interviews. Mm -hmm. Totally crushed it. She had really good opinions and ideas, and she's passing that along and doing a lot of good. So please welcome Leandra Samproni, the host of Ash from the Ashes podcast. Great. Go check it out. How's it going today, Leandra? Hey, thanks guys for having me on. Oh, thanks for doing it. I know you're busy and, and I, how long have you been in the uh, podcast business? Because I see that you have a couple that are actually out there in the interwebs and on uh, the space. Um, it's only been this year. So I, I started back in February. I got in the podcasting and it's, I love it. I love being able to talk to different people and you guys know how it is. It's mm -hmm. just starting conversations yeah. when we don't get to be with somebody in the same room and yeah put that information out there it's pretty cool yeah the technology is really allowing everybody to have great conversations and feel like you build those relationships and work together it's really been amazing and you've got a pretty good following you said that some of your videos are really taking off i watch them i was listening to your show today how's the response been going it's been mixed reactions um <laughs> some of the women get so my my audience is mainly women um i target more of like the divorced, the single moms. Um, and some of the things that I talk about, they take offense to, which I understand, like I've, I've been there. Yeah, but to me, it's all about just being the best version of ourselves. And sometimes that means we've got to look at the shitty side of things and who we are and what we can change and be better. 100%. So. Yeah. And, and cause that's one thing we tell our viewers, listeners, just 1% better every single day. Just make yeah. that incremental improvement. And I think 
for society as a whole, it's not there. You know, everyone's everyone's sitting there going to the magic box looking for some type of gratification. Oh, look at this person on social, that person on social, and I want to be like them. No way, man. Be yourself. But like mm -hmm. you said, be incrementally better every single day and you'll crush life. Well, and so I talked to a lot of these girls about dating because as a single woman, like that's the world that I'm in right now. And so many of these girls have been taught that they're a 10 when they're maybe a seven and they should expect like this man to have everything. He's going to be the perfect man, make a million dollars, have a six pack abs, like all of it. But then here they are maybe not doing their best, maybe not working out and maybe not being the best version of themselves to attract that 10 of a man. So mm -hmm. we need more girlfriends who are like, Hey, step it up. Like you can do better. Let's go to the gym. Let's do something to improve ourselves. Right. And not just a pat on the ass and Hey, good job. Even though you don't do shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting. Take, okay. Go ahead, Rick. No, I, but I was just saying, I mean, that's society. Right. Yeah. It, it's we've noticed society's gone to where, hey, man, you really don't have to work out. You really don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Here's your participation trophy. Have a yeah. great day. And it, it's a, a vicious cycle. And Mark, I know I cut you off, buddy. So I'm gonna let you run with that. It's along the same lines, buddy. I was just going to ask Leander, where do you think that comes from? Because that has oh. to be generational. That can't be something that sprung up yesterday. Well, this people are not going to like this. The feminism movement was really great when it started out and it's taken us down this road where now these women think that we don't need a man ever. And we're now trying to replace them with our own horrible versions of masculinity. And we are not men. And so now we have these pussified men who think that that's how it's supposed to be. And the women are like becoming the men. And it's, it's so, backwards and hmm. i just think that that's but, getting back but, into our roles like respective sure. roles you know but here's here's the thing Landry, right here's a question for you so you got to think a little while back we let men for lack of better terms do women's sports mm -hmm. but we never saw any backlash from the women going hey this is wrong it's almost like they rolled over and just let it happen Right. What do you think was the driving factor behind that one? Or do you even have any idea? Which sports are you talking about? Like Just, men going into, are we talking about transgender or? Still a man, right? Okay. You're, you're, bi you're biologically a man. I, I care less what title you Thank put. Thank you for you're correcting a, us. Right. Yeah, you're, you're a man, okay, right. that you're going into lady sports. Well, and, and that completely, that undermines all the work that actual women's rights have fought so hard to actually, mm -hmm. you know, get us on, I wouldn't say equal playing grounds, but at least having the same opportunities as men do. And it's gone way too far. Now we're going backwards, you know, throughout mm -hmm. this whole thing. Yeah, that that's really like you were talking about the the movement that was initiated and all those great things like Title IX for the uh, athletics and and in actually all through NCAA and college opportunities. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Yeah. How does that not conflict? And I'm curious to hear from your audience and maybe some of them you say are coming from the feminist side. What are the reaction to those kind of things? Those tangible things that are obviously <sighs> not in line with title nine and women's rights. 
there's just, I don't, I really don't think women know or understand where we're going wrong. A lot of this boils back down to like the home and the men missing out of the lives of children, especially boys. But when I was talking to Rich Cooper, um, one of the things that he said was that, you know, if you are with a woman who doesn't respect the man in their relationship, maybe she has daddy issues. She's not going to respect having the man in the, in her kids' lives either. If he, if she just divorces him and picks up and goes, it's no big deal. Right. But if she has a good relationship with her father, she's going to respect that relationship for her kids and want the man to continue to be there. It's this pattern over generations um, that we are losing the men and therefore the kids are growing up without the fathers. And I, that's where I want to kind of bring us back to where we need to be. You know, the women can work. Yes. The men can, need to be there though, too. Even if you're divorced, making sure that that father is still involved 50, 50, like this is not, Hey, I'm going to take all his money and he's only going to see the kids every other weekend. Like that's bullshit. I can't teach my yeah. son how to be a man. So he needs to have his father in his life the you know exact same amount of time as I am. That's so important. And and that being said, you make a great point that the responsibility isn't it's it's both. It's not just mm -hmm. the we don't think that the women are really it's, it's they're the one causing this. I think the the lack of men being in those lives for the la you know generations only 25 years yeah so you can see how before that maybe even if they were in the house and you ha you saw those nuclear families not breaking up so often maybe they allowed some of this just as well they're just as responsible and right some of the, the for the equal number of, of women that are not letting their kids interact with their birth father there's just as many men who are bailing as well Yes, it, it's not yes. it's not just there. It's fault. not just one it, end of the no. uh, I totally agree. Yeah. But what's interesting is like a lot of this boils down to legislation, which is actually created by mainly men. Um, when you mm -hmm. see the the number of divorces, it's like 80% of divorces are initiated by women. Well, I'm one of those. But did a lot of these women initiate divorce because they know that the law is going to be on their side. They know that they're going to get child support and alimony, and it's going to be good for them to actually get divorced financially. Whereas the men get screwed a lot of the time. And I don't know. I don't know how you change that. I don't even know where, how that ended up. <laughs> how did these men legislatures come up with this? And they're like, Hey, that's a great idea. Let's screw ourselves. Like, well, like we said, you know, they weren't there putting their foot down or standing up for their own interest right. or their, their son's interest. They were catering to the woman because they're, they said that they're supposed to, instead mm -hmm. of taking the non-emotional look at what is actually happening. And you're right. There, there's a reason why the venue at the beginning of those separation in, in the job or the family courts is one of the biggest issues because sometimes they'd rather go across the river or they'd rather go to another county yep. but this county is most advantageous it should it's you're right it's it's incredible incredibly risky yeah. for a young person young male nowadays well and that's kind of what got me interested in when i was reading rich's book um i have a son who's 12 and i'm like holy shit like down the road he could end up just like a lot of those men who get screwed 
marry somebody or get somebody knocked up and then you are like giving over so much of your paycheck and still can't see your kids. So how do we change that? How do we make sure that our sons and our daughters are protected? Um, that's, that's where a lot of this comes from is I just want, I want to make the best decision for my kids. I don't want them to be mm -hmm. part of this statistic, you know? Yeah. But I think part of that is just getting back to, if you look at the, the values in this country, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge piece because at least for me, I, I think that our values as a society have just gone down and down and down. It's like, right. we're not holding ourselves to a higher standard. And it kind of goes back, you know, the whole participation trophy deal. If you think about it, eh, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you're going to get something. We're right. not teaching kids responsibility from the get go to go, Hey man, you didn't win. Check it out. You lost the game. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to work harder to get better? And between that, between it just being, eh, we'll get a divorce. No big deal. Right. People yeah. separating all the time. It's like, are you even putting the effort towards the marriage to go, Hey, what's going on? And, and I get mm -hmm. it. If you're in an abusive relationship, something like that, and there needs oh, to be separation, 100%. Yeah. Don't, right. don't be sitting there being a punching bag and going, Oh, I got to stay for the kids. No way. Right. I, I'm not, right. I'm not saying that one at all, but I just think it's too easy this day and age just to bail and go, eh, we'll see where the cards lay, you know, find somebody else and we'll just figure this stuff out. And then it's the kids, like you said, that are stuck. Mm -hmm. I, I am part of that statistic, so I don't know what the answer is, unfortunately, but I think a lot of it comes down to knowing who you are at a young age, or at least not making a life decision until you do know who you are and what you want. I got married at 21 and it was way too young. Like I had no right, mm -hmm. you know, pretending like I knew who I was or what I wanted. And I'm sure people probably told me, Hey, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm an adult. I know what I'm doing. Um, but also holding ourselves to a high standard, especially after marriage, like just because you get married, doesn't mean you are, you're off the hook. You don't have to try anymore. You can gain 80 pounds and someone's still going to love you. No, that's not, it's not realistic. You still have to be attracted to your spouse. Mm -hmm. and feel sexy and as a woman that's what a lot of the stuff that i do with my retreats for women um it's called badass boudoir and we take these women who are um of all different ages and sizes um we've got grandparents we've or grandmas we've got um single moms we've got women who have never been married never had kids and they all come in for a weekend and we embrace that femininity again our power through our feminine bodies and mm -hmm. show them by taking boudoir pictures which are sexy pictures but they see themselves through a different lens which changes something inside their brain and they go home to their husbands feeling sexy and being like oh this is how you see me and now i see me that way and maybe now i want to feel sexy or take care of myself physically and my health and I mean so many things stem from that once you actually change your own way of thinking but um I mean that's to me that's been a big a big change for people too is in the women have actually seen themselves differently and then 
maybe they want to try harder. I don't know. That's it works out really well, though. So would you say that the majority of the women go in there? Would do they lack self confidence? Is it just they get in? Okay. Yeah, they all do, which um, women of I mean, we've got women who are gorgeous who don't have an ounce of fat on them and they come in and like, they don't think that they're sexy. They don't think their husband should think they're sexy. And boudoir actually did this for me while I was married. I went and had my first shoot and it's, it's a game changer. I tell these men all the time. I'm like, you need to send your wife. Like if you want her to see herself as you see her, send her, she will. And then we do other things too. We do coaching and private chefs and it's like a sisterhood that we form, Mm -hmm. but it all starts with that self image. Um, and I don't know where we lose that. I think that's probably society and thinking we all need to be a size two to be sexy. But, but I I think, I think it goes, I think it goes deeper. I I think it starts at the house to be honest with you. And Mm. if you think about it, if, you're never encouraging your children that there's nothing they can't do. If you're not giving them that positive, uh, one being a positive role model two, just kind of give them that positive talk because Mm -hmm. now they fall into these ruts. And I I think I personally believe that's where your self-confidence is built. So at a young age, if you're always being told, Hey man, you're failing at playing baseball or sports or, or whatever it is, or, you know, hey, you're not doing whatever, or you're dumb, or whatever words get thrown out there, especially when your reality, that's it, it it, it burns into your brain. And you're not shaking that out. So if that self worth is never established, as a child, Mm. there's no way you're going to pick it up as an adult. And then like you're saying, God forbid, you're in a in a bad relationship. You know, maybe that uh, that husband or wife is giving the other partner, you know, kind of that boost, but at the same token, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need it. It should come from within. And to me, that's, that's the biggest thing is people just don't understand how to have self-confidence. And, you know, I tell people this all the time. If you use this little mantra, you know, you ask people who's the best person in the room and people are hesitant to go, "Uh, you know what? I'm the best person here. Mm-hmm. I'm an honest broker. I'll say, you know, there's nothing I can't do. I may not be the best. I'll caveat that, but there's right. nothing I can't, there's nothing I can do. And when you shape life in that format, go out there and crush it. But too many times people are already, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I'm not pretty enough or got enough money or whatever is holding them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's the key is, is getting people where they understand, Hey, you have self-worth, you have self-confidence and then I got it. You need to lose some weight. Cool. Fix your diet, get some exercise off you go. And that self-confidence will come along. Well, and self-confidence is gained by doing hard things, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you start with a little thing. If you want to go and run a 5k, cool. Like start there. And then you'd be like, damn, I'm a badass. Like what, what can I do now? Can I do a half marathon? But Mm -hmm just doing those little things that people think are, I don't know, too, they're too far out of their range. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really not, but that's, what's going to build your confidence. And if you can have your, if you can instill that in your kids, like Mm -hmm. that's even bigger. If they see, Oh, look at mom, like she's 
doing, you know, my mom's a badass. She's doing this. She's doing that. Then they see it's possible mm -hmm. and yeah. they'll start to do it themselves. Right. Because they know, Hey, look at mom. Like that's how I want to be when I grow up. Sure. Yeah. We, we tell people all the time, it's okay to suck at things. Yeah. You never learned anything doing it right the first time. And the big th piece about that is, is your kids are watching. Yes. They're watching. They see you try things. And, you know, when we started this podcast, it was, I, we, I could not have known anything <laughs> less about podcasts <laughs> when we started. It was really super janky. It was on the phone, but you can do whatever you want. And they see it from mom and dad, like you said, struggling mm -hmm. to learn something and do something different, man. What a great example. Now, yeah. I know we talked about how difficult and how challenging it might be for a young man to take that leap even when he found someone that doesn't have all those red flags or when they have a lot of green flags, that's gotta be incredibly challenging for a young lady nowadays when they're being told oh. the entire lives, you don't need this person or you need, they need to be doing this. They need to be six foot, six pack, six figures and all this other stuff. And we all know mm -hmm. that those are few and far between. And also, Hey, um, and this is kind of on the main frame of the first conversation we had was, they need to do this for you. They need to do this for you. They need to do this for you. Next thing you know, you have a guy who's, you know, can't even stand up for himself. Yeah. She's not going to respect him and, and she's <laughs> going to kick him to the curb too. So yes. it's got to be incredibly challenging with their, their state of mind to find somebody. Well, and a lot of that comes down to, they don't know what they want. They think, oh, well, I, I want, I have all these physical attributes that I want in a man, or he has to make a million dollars. Well, when I talk to these women and coach them, I'm like, all right, you actually need to write this down. What are non-negotiables? What do you want? And then look at your list um, and see, am I the kind of person that that man would want? Am I good with my finances? Do I own a home? How tidy am I? Do I keep a good appearance? Like, and start working on yourself first. That man will eventually show up but mm -hmm. you've got to put in the work and be that person first. And that's what I'm trying to put into my 14 year old daughter's head. Like you don't need to be perfect, but you need to be the best that you can be at any age. And then those, the men, the friends, all of that will show up. They will attract to you as long as you're doing your best. Yeah. And yeah. You know, teenage daughters Go are on, a buddy. different game. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I got two. <laughs> yeah. So I was just, I didn't mean to cut you off, Rick. I was just going no, to good. bring up another point is these expectations that just the, the few things that we mentioned here, I mean, there's going to be a lot of good men that are passed up because of a couple of those things aren't right. in the box. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's insane. It's incredibly difficult for young folks nowadays with, with all these expectations and, and men know that going in, I, yeah. I've got to have, you know, I've got to have money. I got to stay in shape. I got to, I can't be boring. I have to be interesting. You have to come. I got to be over six foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. I'm, I'm scratching that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard for men. I really, I feel that like we have such high expectations for men and there really are high expectations for women too, but I feel like we can get yeah. a, away with a lot less than men can. Um, and it's not fair. It's really not the mm -hmm. older you get. And if you go back into the dating scene, you're like, okay, what is really important? Like, 
I want somebody who makes me laugh. That's not, that's, that's a non-negotiable. Like you can't have a stick up your ass. And yeah. then you realize like <laughs> what's really important to me at this age is not the same as it was when I was 20, you know? Yeah. But, but you bring up a great, you bring up a great point, right? So if you look at this day and age, and I'm speaking totally out of context, I got no, nothing to base this off of except kind of what I, what I see in here. But if you look at dating this day and age compared to, you know, back in the day, let's just say for lack of better terms, mm -hmm. everything's off the magic box, right? So you're yes. doing a quick, you're doing a quick flick for does that person just by physical appearance do something? So I, I think that's a big problem as well. There's no, it's like that human action, you know, interaction where back in the day, oh, you'd actually have to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. At least you get a rough feel for, okay, what's their personality? What are they kind of like versus just going, yeah, you might go, oh man, she looks great from across the room. Let me go over there and close right. the distance. Oh, start. well, not only that, but they're lying on these apps too. Like yep. we're going to put up a picture from 15 years ago and yeah, I make a million dollars and this is what I drive. I'm going to pose next to a Lamborghini. That's really not mine. Like <laughs> people just aren't honest anymore either. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem. Like be yourself from the very beginning. And if you don't mesh with somebody, that's okay. You just mm -hmm. move on to the next one. Not saying that you need to like, there's always someone better. That's not what I'm saying, but like compatibility is important. And huge. if you're not compatible, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. You're just not right for each other. Yeah. Hmm. And and then you got to look at the other thing too, is it, let's look at how people communicate this day and age. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, nothing against this new generation. They don't want to talk. They want to oh, shoot God. texts, <laughs> you, you know? So can, are, can are I you going to go where my kids are right now? Yeah. Like they don't come out of their rooms. They, they hang out with their friends online, but mm -hmm. they're not in the same room hardly ever. No. And I, were our parents like that? Like, were they trying to get us out of the house? I don't remember oh, yeah. it being that way, but. If it's nice we, out. We I'm left out, the I house to be though. outside. Yeah, yeah. I was told, yeah, you gotta go outside. Yeah. It's nice. Outside. Get so out. We sit here. Yes. Yeah. And then just and make now, sure you're home, home for it's dark. You know, I mean, it's, it was a, a different, a different time, but you were, there was that physical, physical interaction with other people. You just mm -hmm. weren't sending secret smoke signals for lack of better terms going, Hey, <laughs> what's up? Well, there's not only that, here's another thing too. Someone might say something you don't like, and you got to deal with it because you're going to want to play tomorrow. Those interactions and those socialization skills that you learn at a very young age, they they're perishable. So you get into your middle school and your teenage years, and you're not having that same interaction that you had when you're in kindergarten every day, mm -hmm. you know, after school or whatever, you're going to end up with some problems. You're not going to be words or violence. You know, that's where a lot of that comes from because well, they don't know how to. Yeah, they're not getting punched in the mouth anymore, right? If right. they say something say out something of line. Like, someone's, they're going to dot your eye. Yeah. yeah. it's. I wish violence was a thing still. I mean, to a point, right? But I, some, some boys especially, I think, need to get punched in the face. And some girls mm -hmm. probably too. But Yeah. <laughs> probably shut it, it would probably shut them down though because it'd be like oh my god my world just collapsed around me <laughs> yeah but but no i yeah. i mean i'm with you right so <laughs> it, it's just i think there's just been such a a societal change and i don't know where it exactly happened or or what went on but it's like if you had some beef with somebody else i mean at least i know for me hey man it, smoker's corner was the big spot mm. where you're going to meet and 
figure out your problems if you're going to duke it out. <laughs> right. Everyone come and watch, had a fight, and then it was done. Right. Right. And well, men are I'm, different that way too, though. You all can get punched in the mouth and then go have a beer with well, each other, it, and it's over. Right. But but I'm talking at, at like high school, right? So here's just hear me out. And in there, there are all kinds of guns and trucks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can oh, see yeah. shotguns mm -hmm. and rifle racks and everything. Nobody ever thought about going to grab a gun just because old so-and-so hurt my feelings and I'm going to go shoot him. It's like, hey, dude, right. if you want to defend yourself, you know, it's you and me down there at Smoker's Corner at whatever time of the was the, the Duke it out time. And you just you did your business and it was settled. Mm -hmm. but but nowadays it's these people get i don't know feelings hurt aren't mentally stable aren't brought up right and want to sit there and go to a gun and sit there and cause violence and it's like for what what's yeah. you know what's the missing point there so i i just think it just has to look at us as a society how we're raising our kids how we're instilling those values in them and, and like you said get off the magic box and interact with people and have an actual conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of face to face. Yeah. And a lot of those bigger problems, like the, uh, the shootings and things like that and, and not being able to have a conversation because words are violence. I think it all stems from the same place. I think the breakdown mm -hmm. of the family, or at least look, if you're, if you're miserable and it's just not working and you split and the two parents stay involved mm -hmm. as if, you know, we're just happen to be, sleeping in different places, everything else is the same. We wouldn't have this problem. I really believe a lot of that is, is because of that. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I mean, really? Right. Then we wouldn't go to the moon if we didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we wouldn't try anybody else's idea because dude's dad owns the shop that makes the tires that we're going to put on the lunar lander. You know what I mean? It just right. doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? So the whole business thing, what was it like for you to get into that business? Were you a business person before or were you stay at home? Did you have just a normal job? I mean, what was your, is this um, something completely new for you? No, it's not. So I've owned one of my businesses for 16 years. I have an RV park up in Reno and oh. it was my grandparents' RV park. Like I worked there every summer as a kid. Um, and it's been in the family since. So I have, that is awesome. It's, it's a great business and it's changed a lot over the years. You know, people don't travel in their big rigs like they used to, but we we're mainly long-term rentals now, which works out really well. Um, and then <clears throat> my bar and restaurant, I purchased with my ex-husband about five years ago. And that's actually on the market right now. Like I'm stepping away from <laughs> the bar and restaurant <laughs> business at the moment. Um, and then I had a bakery that I opened up during COVID, like in the very beginning of COVID and sold that back in October. So the business thing has always been what I do, but I was a stay-at-home mom with my kids while running businesses from home too. Um, so I've kind of done kind of done both things, that, but that's incredible cuz I know how, we know how much work it is. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work, but yeah. you, and yeah. you've got to have really good help and thankfully I do on all ends. So Yeah. Well, especially like like the bar and restaurant business. I mean, let's think about it. Uh things that happen at a bar at two o'clock in the morning it's like <laughs> yeah. all right am i gonna have a front window tomorrow i don't know we'll wait and see right well so and this bar and restaurants in a really small town so there's two thousand people we are mm -hmm. the one of two bars in the whole town and you know everybody you know their habits you know their girlfriends and their wives like it's, mm -hmm. 
it's mm -hmm. really it can be really entertaining but we have had some broken <laughs> windows before too so <laughs> sounds like it could be problematic great it can be but i do love the place yeah. that's awesome so, so what's what's up uh coming for you what's what's the big thing do you have any events with your um badass boudoir coming up I do have one coming up. Um, we usually do them down here in Vegas, but Vegas has gotten really expensive in the last year. So mm -hmm. I think we're going to move up to Utah this fall for our next retreat. And usually we, we keep it really small and intimate. We've got about 10 to 13 girls that we bring in for the whole weekend. And I've got a leadership team. Um, it's incredible what these women show up with and then what they go home with they're completely different so i love love doing that and the podcast kind of ties into that too like aimed at that same audience but that's all i've got coming up right now things are is there any more spots really well. in your um how, do, how does someone who's not familiar with or just learning about you how do they get in touch with you and maybe participate um, well, so ticket sales have not opened yet. Those probably okay. be in the next month. And if they go to badassboudoirretreat.com, and I think we'll have the link to this in the show, um, then that's where they'll be able to sign up for updates, get our newsletter, all of that kind of stuff. And okay. we will have Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. And, yeah, and this will be on your podcast as well, I'm guessing, hoping. Yes. Yeah, yes. and then it'll be in there so everybody can click on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Utah. if like you want, maybe if we're talking to the men here, if you want to send your wife, it's an amazing Christmas present, maybe anniversary present, birthday present. Like she doesn't want a vacuum. She wants to feel sexy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the perfect place to go. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and then you were saying you started up the podcast to try to just help tie the business end in. Was that kind of the driving factor with the podcast? Yeah, well, and I, I've started coaching women and I wanted to be able to talk to women. I would do Facebook lives all the time and I'm like this. I don't know if it's really getting out there. I want to mm -hmm. be able to have one place where people can go, even if they're not on social media and mm -hmm. they can listen to my rants. And um, but now I'm really loving like interviewing people. And I have this list of people that I want to interview now, now that I talked with rich i'm like okay who's next like who can i talk to and what mm -hmm. ideas can i just start thinking about even if somebody has a different perspective than i do mm -hmm. i think it's so important to still talk to them even if i may not agree with everything that they say i still want to have that conversation and pick their brain and see where we align and where we don't align and what i can learn from them i think mm -hmm. that's lost a lot when you're looking at twitter and Oh, I mean, God. all of these oh, platforms, right? Like if you're only um, talking with the people that you agree with, like, mm -hmm. how are you learning anything? How are you getting any better? How are we fixing any problems? It's this yeah. echo chamber, right? That just continues over and over. But the problem with social, I find, is you're getting their agenda. They're pushing their narrative. So, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of brought up a, a great point you know, kind of pre-production we were talking. So you've got your YouTube channel as well. Yes. And and what's that handle on that one? Uh, I think that one's Leandra Samproni. Okay. Yeah. So you had a video that takes off. And yes. it's funny. It And it's funny. All right. Some gravitating to your podcast, you would think that there would be more people gravitating to your podcast. But I've found 
at least from my experience, even with, you know, I know I'm shadow banded on Instagram because yes, being in the gun industry. Right. But here's the sad thing. YouTube does it as well because I've had people reach out and go, Hey man, you still in business? And I'm like, yeah, why do you ask? Well, I haven't seen anything on YouTube recently. And then they go back and check. They're not, um, they're unsubscribed. They're mm -hmm. unnotified. Oh, wow. And they never press. Yeah. And they never press the button. So th this is to me, you know, when people look at social and I caution all the viewers, listeners out there, first and foremost, don't believe what you see. Mm -hmm. Second thing is if you haven't seen somebody for a while, go, you know, physically type their full name in and go check it out Yeah, because they love to just kick people off and push their narrative to the front. Oh and man, I know. You know, and that falls right into what you're saying. So, okay, we're going to push, you know, all these fitness models. And that's going to be the only thing you see because that's what they want to push or that's their agenda or whatever it is they're looking to push. Right. And like you said, now, now you've got low self-esteem going, oh, look at them and look at me. Well, <laughs> sit there and go, good for them. I'm going to go put the work in and get to where I want to be, not where necessarily they are. And I think that's a huge, uh, a huge issue that plays in with all this as well is it's a totally manipulated advertising agency. And if right. people think social is anything but an advertising agency, you've lost your mind because it's like boost your post for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're telling me you're, you're somehow not putting it out there. So from the small business side, that's crushing us. Then we can't get our message out there. You know, you're trying to sit there and coach ladies to be better mm -hmm. and your message can't even get across. Oh yeah. Facebook won't even, because it's called badass boudoir, Facebook won't even let me use the actual name because ass is a bad word. And hmm. it's, it's really frustrating. I don't know how, See, I, how to do that. I, I, yeah. I'm so you really, you feel that way like we do, that you don't, you're not getting the reach that you think you should be getting? No. So interestingly enough, um, I noticed a big drop off on Facebook because that's where I mainly interact a lot is it was like maybe around the pre or right at the pandemic. I was really outspoken. I was running for office. I was talking crap about our governor. Like I was about, <laughs> against everything, masks and everything. And mm -hmm. my engagement kept dropping and dropping and dropping. I'm like, dude, I have like 13,000 followers. I have 5,000 friends and nobody's interacting with my stuff. They're not even watching it. Like what is going on? And that's the only thing I can come up with is that because of what I was actually talking about, that they just shadow ban you. And I yeah. don't know how to, I don't know how you get it back after that's been done, you know? You would think I, you'd be I don't all think... over the place. I mean, with the you know the all the businesses, well spoken, right. you got the look. People, I just you'd think that that would be all over the place. It'd be no problem. You would think, but my you can actually look at how many views your videos get, right? And my mm -hmm. views yeah. from like four years ago were super high and growing, and now they're maybe half that. And I have more, like I, I've got a whole different audience now. Um, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know how to fix it. I've tried like the friend filters. I've tried all of that stuff and it's mm -hmm. just not working. Yeah. Sorry about that, Rick. 
No, you're you're good. It, until here's the bottom line: I'm not a super fan of of the federal government getting involved in anything. However, Same. when it comes to these platforms, let's be an honest broker. Old Zuck perjured himself in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. Put the silver bracelets on him, take him away, and use platform. And I got it; it's a public platform. However, it's also manipulation of information. So now you're out there trying to use this platform and go, hey, I'm anti-mask. We're pro-mask, so we're going to sit there and and dump you, you know, or reduce your reach or do whatever because somebody doesn't agree with your views. Well, hey there, Zuck. Let's have a conversation there, buddy. Mm -hmm. Let's sit down because that's the beauty with this country is we all can agree to disagree. But yes. there's some telltale factual things that don't change. The Constitution of the United States is the Constitution of the United States. I am entitled to freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have your public platform. And you're infringing on anyone that doesn't agree with you. So, like in your case, you're trying to go, this is where I stand. This is how I feel. And it probably doesn't help me busting my governor either, you know, so I mean, I'm sure the word <laughs> governor comes up and red flags going, all right, what do you say? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, or right. God forbid I said Zuck, you know, or probably everything gets shut down tomorrow. But th- that's I think that's a huge problem with us as well as we just can't have a conversation or like we we're talking about, you know, kind of in, in pre-production. You got these trolls out there that oh, just. Man try to shake the shake the cages right just to to stir the pot with no Mm -hmm. real argument pro to you know it's like you just want to cause dramas and they're just being well that that's it right so as soon as you go mission accomplished to them right right well and i'm gonna read every single comment like i want to know what they're saying we try to too not going to interact with all of them because they all don't need a reaction, but I really mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> oh, well, 100%. you said earlier that you, you, some of the things you say had upset some of even your clients and some of the listeners. I think we, we've okay. been conditioned to take care of ourselves. And then when we actually do, it's not working because, hey, I'm the bad bitch and I don't need a man. Well, you're right. You're not going to have a man now because you are the man. And that's not what we want either. So it's a lot of these women when they hear this it's a wake-up call because they don't they realize this was their own doing whether it was because it's how they were raised or their own you know just their own decisions in life to get there but they it's hard to hear some of this stuff if you realize oh shit, this is my fault this is why i can't find a man because my standards are really high and i've been told i can have everything but at what cost, you know, at, how are you going to get everything if you're not doing your best? It's, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard for them to hear. But I've never you seen a rooster early... go outside and bring in another rooster into a hen house. I've never seen that. So why would he <laughs> want a woman who's as badass as a rooster? He wouldn't. Yeah. Well, so that's my episode that drops tomorrow. I was just talking about this. Like I talk about the masculine and feminine dynamic because we're all poor, poor, you know, parts masculine, parts feminine. Um, but as a boss, babe, this is where I thrive I as yeah. the masculine, right? Like I make decisions, I'm in control, yeah. there's structure. 
But then if I want a man who's more masculine than me, I need to step back and let him lead and be more in my feminine ease and flow. Like he gets to take control. And one of the things I talked about was these women who are like, oh, well, I'm going to let him drive. Okay. But then I'm going to like criticize every turn he makes and question everything he does. Well, you're not letting him lead. You're still trying yeah. to be in control, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so, funny. But, but, but that's like, that's like the, the classic dinner question, right? What do you want for dinner? Well, I'll have this. Well, I don't want that. Well, why'd you ask? <laughs> you, you know, it's like this vicious circle. And it's like, you just go, I, I don't care. What yeah. do you want for dinner? I Us don't Us women, care. we're the worst. I know. <laughs> we're just so indecisive but, is the problem. Isn't that funny? Um, but when, when you know that, when you know, like, that's the playbook of women, we're mm -hmm. going to say one thing and it's probably not what we mean. Yeah. Or we lie. Like, those are little lies. And once the men understand that you can kind of play it to, to your benefit you know mm -hmm. yeah well it, it i think you hit the key point it's communication right so it, yes. it's knowing how your partner communicates where hey if you ask me what i want for dinner really ask me you have an idea what you want you know it's just trying to turn the ball around and go well what would you like i feel like well this. so here's the thing i think that women want men to not ask they want a man who's going to just make a statement do you know what mm -hmm. i mean and make a decision sure. i want that man to just know what he wants and be like hey why don't we do this tonight or i made plans for this okay like make it easier on me i'm good with that tell me what to do all day long but don't make yeah. me make a decision because it's not going to go well <laughs> So. I, I think on that, I, I think on that part, 100%, right? So it's like the, if you want to say the surprise date night, even yeah. though you're married, take your, take your bride out for a date, you know, Hey, where are we going? Just get in the car. What do I need yeah. to wear? Doesn't matter. Just, just get in the car. Let's go. And it's just mm -hmm. the us mm -hmm. time. That's huge. Yeah, but, that's, but again, that is huge. That can even cause conflict sometimes because you want to go, well, where are we going? Am I dressed right? It, it doesn't matter. It's or you like, tell her to what to wear. You'd be like, this mm -hmm. is what you're going to wear. Like, we like to be told what to do. I know we probably don't say that, but being dominated, <laughs> I'm not going to get too X-rated here, but being sure. dominated over is, it's a turn on. And if a man is like, this is what you're going to wear. We're going to dinner at this time. Be ready. Kids are taken care of. Sweet. Like, you're probably going to get late tonight. That's <laughs> what women really want, you know? <laughs> And there you go, guys. There, there's the the secret to life. There it is. Boom. Yes, take yep. control. Be the man. That's what she wants, inevitably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But isn't isn't that isn't that funny though? That that most ladies are going to want a masculine man. Mm -hmm. um, that that term alpha is thrown out there a lot. You know, my idea and Rick and I's idea of an alpha may be a little bit different than someone who's just taking charge. Uh, people who've actually done things hard. You know, they're lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so. I, the whole feminine thing, like you can be strong and be feminine, mm -hmm. actually like the, the actual definition to me of a strong feminine woman is she is firm and not meek, not quiet, but not boisterous and loud, right? Like she's confident in who she is and her man, and she can stand next to him and be that, that force together it's it's more masculine and that's really not our role that's not what we were designed for and that's not where we thrive we thrive when we are nurturing 
and soft and still powerful, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a great conversation and we really appreciate you taking your time because the podcast is unbelievable. I've really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next episode to drop. Is that dropping tomorrow? It does every Wednesday, every Wednesday. Perfect. And then the, the outreach and the events that you're doing at the badass boudoir, I think that's awesome. So please come back if you ever have anything that you want to push out there or you have another business venture because it sounds like you've done quite a few yeah awesome thank you so much guys oh i'd love to one one last question for you your coaching is that a group deal or is that individual that people go to the website to Mm -hmm. sign up for as well so actually the group will be up at the end of this month so that's going to be an option for the women who maybe can't afford the retreats we're going to have the group monthly coaching um actually be 24 seven almost, but my entire leadership team will be in there and they'll mm-hmm. have access to all of us all the time. So, okay. That's so awesome. I got, I got two questions before we wrap up. First yeah. and foremost, how can people get in touch with you if they want? What's the, the best, best place? way is going to be Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, And it's Leandra dot Samproni. Okay. And then if you had one departing word to tell ladies, mm-hmm what would be that word of advice you would give them? And not just word, but, you know, if you had something to tell ladies, one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, To let him lead. Whatever that looks like for you, let him lead. Okay. Yeah. Easy enough. There you go. Sounds simple. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This was great. Thank you so much. Don't leave. We're going to just close it out and we'll we'll get right back to you. Thanks again, Leander. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Unbelievable show, buddy. Went really yeah, well. Yeah, man. There it Talk is. Talk about someone who's done about every business that you can think of, and now she's helping others. Just a oh, great yeah. guest. Glad glad she was able to take time from her busy schedule. So no, the podcast totally. is great from the ashes, yeah. Yeah. So. And then, you know, go check out all her stuff and uh, check it out. Let them lead. I mean, what, what better advice right there? Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, thanks again, Rick. Let's do it again real soon. Absolutely, and buddy. Matter of fact, when you come back, we'll talk about the uh, the leashes, and uh, we get back together, and then the uh, the trip that you just had, and uh, we'll go from yeah. there, buddy. You know yeah. it, pal. All right, pal. All right, All right man. Take care, buddy. See you, everybody. See you.